know so many things I'm not good at, but I'm comfortable coming and sitting and running my mouth for, you know, and not being nervous and running my mouth for an hour. Good. Where not a lot of people can't. And yeah, so, like, I feel right. like there's, I feel like there's, a, it's all about like the exploration of like how I should live my life and, and, and the t- type of tracks I should pursue. This is Madcap. I'm Daniel Bloom. I'm David Ross. So we're talking about knowing yourself, and this directs directly relates to what I thought we would talk about today, which is the difference between one's true self and the image that one portrays. <laughs> Very nice. I mean, it's it's all this, it's part of the same conversation. We wake up in the morning, and I always respect your morning routine and that of Kanye West, where he says, wake up, don't look at your phone, write, be creative. I fail to do that every day. I mean, I I look at my phone. But I think I should do that. (laughs) Yeah. And because that is the origin of your, you know, your new beginning. So you have a choice. Are you going to eat healthy that day? Are you going to exercise that day? Are you going to do good work? Are you going to, here's the hardest one for me. Are you going to be disciplined that day? Yeah. And in terms of things that are productive for your work and things that are productive for your soul, am I not just going to be lazy? Am I going to get together with a friend? Am I going to do the run in the park or call my grandmother? There are certain things that, you know, it, it are the little hurdles to get over, but the more you can push through them, the better. But that's my daily struggle mm-hmm. on a day-to-day. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is the toughest thing for you to discipline yourself to do on a day-to-day? Not get distracted in path. Mm-hmm. You know, and and having and having an understanding of like, I feel like there's a lot of there's like there's so many thoughts you know in your brain. There's so many thoughts in your brain, and it's like the but in your you know like one lane that you're supposed to like be going in, and and like trying to quiet sideline voices. You know what I'm like whatever my my internal list is for that day. Of course, of course, you know say like laundry and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But whatever my internal is like, not 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 straying too far from it. Yeah, and like. And I do all the time, and it bites me in the ass, you know, and, right. and like uh, it, all, all the time, all the time. This is about clarity of focus, yeah, and purpose, yeah, and it's also about conscience, yeah, like having a voice inside your head that tells you what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. I think that's fascinating yeah. that we, as an animal being in the wor- physical world, are constantly in conversation with and sometimes in conflict with the voice who is like. I mean, I suppose this gives some rise to the idea that there might be a soul. Yeah. I really am undecided on that point myself, even now. I mean, I think it's going to take maybe forever. That's something you always ponder. But there is this dialogue between the visceral physical self that wants the electrical synapses to fire that tell you I'm having a pleasurable, good experience. That's like one part, the reptilian part of everyone's experience. And then there's also the greater self that Mm -hmm. says, no, like... Do something today that you will be proud of having done tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Do you? It's like forestalling. What is that called? Delayed gratification. That is so hard. It's it is that takes discipline. But it's and it's also sometimes a fool's errand because yeah. nothing is promised. Yeah. So you have this whole cycle where it's like I can't give too much of the instant gratification of being a human being away for tomorrow, which may never come. But I also can't live totally in the present and never plan for anything. Yeah, I no, I I I I, I completely agree. I, I, my question is: Do you think this might seem like a question that comes out of nowhere? But do you think being an artist is like a form of mental illness? No, but I think that there's a lot of people who have expressed their their path to thinking about and being comfortable in the world at all mm-hmm. through art. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about XXXTentacion. 
rapper who was murdered in Florida. Oh, yeah. He's not even 20. He was like 18 or 19, and he had a very abusive he had a history. Check, checkered past. Yeah, he abused his then-pregnant girlfriend, and, I mean, he had atoned for some of those mistakes. And what's really interesting to me is that he obviously and explicitly was using music as a platform to work through his own demons, express them, and bring people along with him who felt similarly and help them to express and find a lane towards just existence or happiness at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people were captured by his energy Mm -hmm. and by that specifically of what you're talking about. It's like he had a difficult life and clearly had demons and no one is suggesting this guy is a saint. I would not suggest that this guy is a role model. But there are pieces of people who make horrible mistakes that we can still learn from. Mm-hmm. So that's, to me, the big lesson of his music. And it's it's really sad. Um, and that's funny. That's the name of his song that hit number one on the charts. It's sad, exclamation point. Like, it's wild that some of these artists talk so much about their own impending death. I mean, we talk about mortality on this show a lot, too. And I think it's, it is the end result, kind of, of all great drama. Someone else afraid to let go uh. You decide if you ever gonna let me know Yeah, suicide if you ever try to let go uh. I'm sad and know, yeah I'm sad and know, yeah yeah, yeah, but ours isn't like violent related. Yeah, no. yeah, or viol- yeah. Like well, we we've had a calmer existence, exactly, thanks to our parents and the society that we live in. I might fall asleep, might you know I'm saying die in my sleep. Or, One can only hope. Or, or illness. You know what I'm saying that's what we. That's as an old, as think. an old person, I mean, that's what that's what you want. That's what we expect. Yeah, but it's it's really humbling to think about how many people can't expect that. Yeah, and then trying to express that the the hurt and the pain of that through art. I love when you're around, but I fucking hate when you leave. It's sick in a way that that the mar- the most marginalized people among us are the people that we're most fasc- fascinated by. Absolutely. The people who, you know, work it's it's very sick that we're comfortable with people expressing violent ideas and thoughts and imagery. What we're un- people get uncomfortable when people start stepping out of that lane. And start talking about you know socialism and I don't know uh, yeah, they, they, more they, more things that are bra- breaking out of the stereotype. Absolutely, they, they, they do attack you. And it's an tentacion I think had a, had a chance to become this. I mean, I hate to put him in the same lane as, as Pac, but like he used to, he he exuded that same kind of visceral, aggressive, yet something endearing mm-hmm. ener- energy about him. So I didn't expect necessarily we would talk about him, but I say rest in peace to his family, his fans. His artwork will always actually be out there. I think it's quite interesting how somebody with a... And he was a SoundCloud rapper. Really? He was like the king... I don't know much about him. He was like the king of the SoundCloud rappers, one of these new generation of weird hair, tatted up kids. But it is... I think it's worth noting the strength of their demons. Like, we shouldn't just put it on the side as if all oh, these guys are like playing around because I think they were you, you're putting on a show if you're a performer but that kind of visceral attraction and energy doesn't come out of nowhere no I think that for all the all the for all the like those musicians that we kind of that people kind of turn their nose up or even like even like the mumble rappers of the world and stuff like that they're I mean like uh, as, as people call them they're elements of them speaking their truths and I'm just like now nah, I'm like you don't 
it takes a particular type of gene to want to go and lay your thoughts down and present them to the world. Even if you kind of, some of them are bullshit, you know what I'm saying, even present yourself like that. It takes a particular type of person. And I feel like the people that are normally drawn to that is because there's a natural inclination to do that because they don't really know anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a series of misdirection. Then they're like, I'm just going to try this because, you know what I'm saying, because it, it feels okay. Not even right, but it feels okay. And Who are you it, thinking of right now? I don't, I mean, you still, I'm, one thing of rappers, I mean, like say like Gucci Mane or like, mm-hmm. or like even like, even folks like, even, even people like Three Six Mafia or, or like or, or Outkast or Two Chain. Even say like when I look at like look at like Southern rap and stuff like that. You're naming all older guys though. I can still understand all those lyrics of everybody you just named. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I'm thinking Future. When you were talking about that, I'm oh Future, Future's great. I mean, like uh, I mean Future, without a doubt. I mean, you listen to them. I'm like, all right, like dude's talking about what he knows. Or Young Thug. Like these guys, in some cases, are expressing really deep pain. In exactly. Ways, in ways that are masked and la- very layered. Future talk about missing his uh his aunt's funeral and never forgetting it, mm. you know, and stuff like like I, I, I there's a period of time where I jogged. So many people were like listen to the future. I, I jogged to it. I was just like, I was like interesting, you know. I mean, I, they there's there's a there's a reason there's a reason these these people are so so damn popular because there's elements of it that, that that resonate that resonate with with people going through something. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter where you are. You know what I'm saying you under, you understand you understand a musician that that has. That's talking about having wronged something, wronged somebody, and regretting it for regretting it for the rest of their lifetime and stuff like that. That's not that's not personal to somebody living a living in a, you know I'm saying a criminal life. You know what I'm saying people do that all the time. So I've, so pe- there, there's there's so many messages that these individuals present that we identify with. It's it's crazy how it's like anytime like somebody was, is telling me they're like, well, I don't want to I don't want to um, present that because it's too personal to me or something like that. Whether it's music or something like that. Anytime that somebody's ever told me that, I'm like. You have to do it. <laughs> I'm like because there's a person listening in the crowd. Doesn't matter. You know that is going through something, and if they don't hear it, they're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so like they need to hear you say it. That's so interesting. They, so they so they know. So they. I mean, like it's not like it's not you're doing them the disservice by keeping it to themselves. And also, this is the stuff that this. It's always the stuff that resonates the most. <laughs> I mean, think about when people were like, "Nah, I didn't want to release that lyric because it was." But then then it's like the one that's just like. That every you know what I'm saying that, that catapults them to the next level. That is so interesting. Now I can't help but think of Kanye when you talk about that, because that's his favorite thing to do. Is like say the most brash, offensive thing right off the bat. Yeah. Just like get your attention. Like let's get it out of the way. Yeah. And now let's talk about some stuff. Yeah. And I mean, not to segue there, but we're already talking about music. Yeah. Easy money. And image versus kind of reality. Yeah. Or speaking your truth. It's about to be a surgical summer. Chop the tops off the coops. I was fascinated by the whole Pusha T and Drake thing because it was really about truth. Yeah. I heard something on Who Kid Radio on Sirius XM. I don't usually listen to this, but Who I, Kid's I, still there? Yeah, and I think it was 50 Cent talking about oh, the, whole, the whole beef. And it was basically like. Pusha T came out with the story of Adidon over the story of OJ Beat. And he told a lot of truths that people didn't know that were yeah. being hidden about a person that people really care about. Drug dealing aside, goose right in the side. Let's have a heart to heart about your pride. Even though you're multi, I see that your soul don't look alive. The M's count different when baby divides the pie. Wait, let's examine why. Your music for the past few years been angry and full of lies. I started at the home front, I'm on one. Dennis Graham, stay off the gram, bitch, I'm on one. You mentioned wedding ring like it's a bad thing. Your father walked away at five, hell of a dad thing. Marriage. 
Just something that Sandy never had, Drake How you a winner, but she keep coming in last place Monkey suit, Dennis, you parade him A Steve Harvey suit, nigga made him Confused, always felt you weren't black enough Afraid to grow it cause your fro wouldn't nap enough Since you name dropped my fiance Let him know who you chose as your Beyonce Sophie knows better as your baby mother Cleaned her up for IG but the stench is on her A baby's involved, it's deeper than rap We talking character, let me keep with the facts You are hiding a child, let that boy come home Deadbeat motherfucker playing border patrol Ooh, Adonis is your son and he deserves more than an Adidas press run that's real the dynamics of that were very interesting like Pusha T gains credibility but the only reason he's able to do that is because people really care about Drake's personal life yeah for whatever reason I mean his both his celebrity and his penchant for self-exploration like if he wasn't selling access to his own emotions he wouldn't have a career yeah so he has to (laughs) submit to this on some level because now he has and I understand on some level why he would have done this and he raps about it too he says I wasn't hiding my kid from the world I was hiding the world from my kid now you I'm not going to sit here and judge a person's inner motivations about whether that is really true or not I don't think it's true but the the truth of him having a kid has now been exploited by another person prior to him even getting a chance to do it. Exactly. So we are caught in this moment between a break in image and reality. And the person who is willing to step out there, who not coincidentally happens to be in Kanye West's camp. The per- and it's funny that Kanye unleashed Pusha T to do this. He was like, you do it. Push. I know this. But you go and do this. And he's had a long-running feud with uh, Baby Birdman and Lil Wayne for years anyway. So this is all Wait, like... Wait, so told him to do this? Well, he made the beat. He made all the beats on the record. He yeah. executive produced the whole thing. I think it, it doesn't, take, it doesn't yeah. take a, a sleuth to find a proxy war right there in the open, basically. So Drake doesn't even want to deal with Pusha T, but he's already kind of gotten down in the mix. So I have to hand it to Pusha because I never really was listening to his music for the last few years, but I'm now listening to the album. And he has exploited this moment of a break between image and truth to his advantage by being willing to step out there and be, as Gladwell, Malcolm Gladwell would say, disagreeable. Man. Like he's, the, he's playing the bad guy. And he's like, fine. It's, I mean, I got a career to have here. What's weird is like, I zoom in on the weird, on, on like the weird facts or like the things I, I would love to know. I'm like, I'm like, so like, did Pusha T meet over, Pusha T and Kanye like go over this over brunch? You know it. You know what I'm saying? And think about like, be like, be like, you really want to do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, was this, how thought out was this? What yeah. I wouldn't give to be a fly on the wall. Exactly. In sessions in Wyoming. Exactly. And for Drake, you know, it's like, it's like, what is, I'm saying, what is OVO's like? Yo, he needs a minute. Can you imagine? You know can, you, can you imagine what it's like to take that, that hit and not hit back? I mean, it, that was Jay Prince, the, the you know, CEO of Rap-A-Lot Records yeah. was all over media saying that he made a G call to, to Drake and stopped it. He was like, somebody has to stop this. Yeah. Like you yeah. said you made the OG call and was like, yeah. yo. Yeah. Yeah. I gave him a call because this thing was headed above and beyond music mm-hmm. and, you know, the disrespect that was toward his mother, his father, his friend, 40, you know what I mean, was overwhelming. And, uh, you know, I advised him, we can't allow uh, this moment to interfere with our movement. What do you mean? 
a G call. It's like, like a gangster. Like a, yeah, like, uh, I'm your OG. I'm an OG. Like, you need to listen to me. This rap beef thing is like, gets out of, out of hand. Like, end it. Like, be the, be, be, be the bigger man. I thought I thought Drake was going to be the bigger man anyway. Of course. Well, I mean, he has more to lose. Yeah. So it doesn't... At some point, already, it's been more than obvious that getting in the ring with Pusha T was a bad idea yeah, for yeah. Drake. But if you look at it from 30,000 feet, one, Pusha <laughs> T popped the bubble for him. Yeah. Two, Drake raps about how he had purchased, as a fan, a actually used version of the Clips' mic. Like, it was a signed microphone that Clips had used doing stuff with Pharrell and N.E.R.D. So Drake idolized Pusha T and, like, knows that he's the real deal. So the fact that your idol is willing to like sleuth on you and now tell on you and make you his focus is actually a huge compliment. I mean, he blew up your spot in a way that was unimaginable and incredibly rude, but he was your idol. Yeah. So he has shown you by doing that, the ultimate form of respect. (laughs) Man, uh, I... (laughs) This is far more complex than I, than I real I, like. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't clocking it like this. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, but then again, it's also the sort of thing where it's like, um, it's also the sort of thing where it's like, when you find the information, you're like, that. That's interesting. I think so. It is very interesting. You said, uh, did I? Did, did I tell, of course, I. I never. It was never published. But I tell you. About, I told you about this, about my my satirical Drake. Drake beef that, that I tried writing about. Please tell me. Well, and then after the push of teeth thing, it's not as relevant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but basically, talk about like basically. Uh, Drake, not like me, bigging Drake up on one of his uh, mm. on one of his tracks, and him and him not even like not favoriting or or or, or retweeting my post, and for because of that, we have the strongest beef that he's unaware of. You know what I'm <laughs> right. But like, it's a beef that like I tell I tell myself it's a beef that were he aware of it, he'd be like, "How come nobody told me about this?" <laughs> <laughs> and so like that's he like, would. <laughs> it's true. I mean, he he raps about being that petty on, <laughs> on this album. <laughs> I'm that. What do, you, what do you say? I'm not. Uh, I may. I, I may. I may not be dark skinned but I'm a dark Higgins, as you would say. Oh wow! <laughs> Somebody posted that. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know. I that's even right. Know. I think that's right. I heard that somewhere. I don't even know. So here's why this is even why that allegory yeah. is relevant to our current political moment. Okay, is because the government and the people who are crookedly running this country into the ground. Yeah. They are still telling the old story of like what America is about and it's completely being shown to be wrong and false every single day by their actions and by the outcomes and by their intentions. See, this is this is this is what I can't get Rod and LeBron to do is to tie it all back. Tie <laughs> what you just did. Tie it all back. And 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 in between the breach yeah. between truth and the bullshit story that's being told, there is an opportunity. Yeah. For people who are willing to step out there and be disagreeable and tell the truth. Yeah. And so it's not, I'm not saying that this is us. I think that there are people that are really laudable out there in society. People, I mean, the Women's March has its critics for not being inclusive enough and not being uh, led, led enough and sensitive enough to people of color. So I'll put that out there first of all. But I give them props for what they just did in the Hart Senate office building, where they got women from 48 states to roll in there with emergency blankets on their backs and get arrested in an act of civil disobedience, including our friend Kristen Mink and multiple oh, yeah. representatives. Um, Pramila Jaipal from Washington State, she got arrested 
and like submit. I mean, Tammy Duckworth was out there. Jamie Raskin from the Silver Spring Tacoma Park <laughs> District was out there. Didn't surprise me. I think Pramila Jaipal was the only rep. Christian uh, uh, Gillibram was out there, but I think Jaipal was the only one to actually submit herself to get arrested. And there was a picture of her like going to pay her fine. So people are standing up for what they know to be right, and they're not taking the bullshit. And this is the moment to do it because the gap between image and reality is so stark. And yeah. it's never felt more, at least in my lifetime, since the Iraq war probably, it's never felt more urgent to like try to define and keep a hold of what we don't want to lose because everything is slipping away. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about time to, like, to start unclothing individuals, mm. you know? Mm. I mean, like, it's about to, Calling it out. To unclothe individuals. And, like, and it's more, it's... It's close. It's closer to home than people realize. You know, like a lot of people, like uh, were like, no, nah, not my circle, stuff like that. You know, people have these, people have these, these thoughts and beliefs that are just like completely contradictory to your, your whole center of being. But yet, this is a person that you want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might even cl- call a uh, close confidant. You know what I'm saying? And um, and it's just, it's heartbreaking. But this is where we are. I argue with uh, a friend of mine all the time about like. We need to get the, beyond the point of where we're just like getting so emotional over it and just get over that and just recognize this is where we are. Mm. These people exist. Mm-hmm. It, uh, we'll 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 figure out the resolution later. You know, uh, but right now we need we need to we 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 need to know who's who's a sympathizer and who's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like like basically yeah. and that and like yeah. and then and then because like because we can't come up with a path forward. We, I mean, I think. All of these movies. The one thing I like, I popped by Sankofa the other day mm-hmm. with, on the way back from the pool. Yeah, thing, famous, famous black-owned bookstore on Georgia Avenue next to <laughs> Howard University's. Campus. Shout out! And uh, it was actually my first time in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but went in to buy a Spike Lee sandwich, was what it was called. Uh, but <laughs> but um, this, a guy was there was a reggae band. And the guy t- took the mic and started talking. And basically, was talking about how like movements and stuff like that. He was like, "This is not the first time we've had a movement. It's, we've we've been through we've been through unrest before. All these movements. What well, was different was the organ." What defines movement is the organization and stuff like that, and like and kind of and and how and how how strategic you are, and I think that that is mandatory right now for mm. for how for how we for how we proceed in terms of the uh, subversive tactics that that, that exist yeah. uh, a, 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 around us with people in this country, and yeah, I I feel like I feel like you got to know who your allies are. To that point, can I make a quick shout yeah. out for a uh, another podcast? Yeah. We haven't talked about this, but there's a great new show on the House Stuff Works Network called Afropunk. It's called like Afropunk Solutions, mm-hmm. and they use all these voices and they tell the stories with like music behind it, and it involves music and culture, but it's not just about that. It's it's really about organizing and kind of making space for Black people and Blackness to yeah. be expressed in all these different different ways. And I, I've been listening to it. And the last episode was about defining movements, like activists versus, not versus, but the difference between activism and organizing. Yeah. And that activism is like a front-facing thing where you take the mic and you deliver an impassioned speech and you lead a march and you're the quote-unquote face of it. Or maybe you're a musician and you're the sound of it or whatever. And that's super important. Yeah. But there's a whole behind-the-scenes effort of people who don't get the credit and don't have a lot of funding, and they're just doing this out of the goodness and the the drive of wanting to make something better than the organizers. Sometimes, sometimes you know, sometimes I, uh, 
there, there's there's front of house and there's back of house. You know, uh, I kind of like I, I kind of like back of house. Well, there's people who you know thrive in all these different yeah. situations, and the you know who people who are in charge of it all have to have a, a hand in all of it. Yeah, yeah. Which takes a special a special individual, but it was spe- they were specifically talking about Bree Newsom, the activist who um, climbed the the South Carolina State House flag and mm-hmm. took down the Confederate flag in that amazing act of resistance. <laughs> But what's interesting is there were like nine people there with her on the ground. Everybody only knows that image of her up there. But in order to produce that image, which goes around the world and becomes iconic, you need a whole staff people who have been planning it and are there logistically, are going to be there traveling with her and in the hotel. And do you have what you need? And where your lookouts? And here's what we're going to say to the cops. You know, you plan for all these different outcomes. Yeah. So number one, I applaud that podcast and everybody who was featured on that latest episode, everyone who's listening to this should go listen to that show right afterwards immediately because they're doing great work. I mean, that's the kind of organizing you're talking about in this space, in the podcast space. I mean, I want to know who the rest of them are. Like, I want to know what else we can listen to and who else we can communicate with because there's people out in these streets going, there's one group called Unicorn Riot that's interesting. I learned about them during Standing Rock. What are they? They have, that's like a native perspective. Like, um, indigenous people. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm always interested in that perspective. Me too. Because yeah. you think, talk about people who've been through the struggle and who yeah. have, who've seen this like American animal r- like run roughshod over yeah. their, this land. The, the audacity that now European settlers of, of, the, of, the, of the American plains would try to throw people out who look really more like the people who were here originally. Like... This whole American story, this image that we've gotten, like, twisted up in our minds is so sick. It's because we can't even get our own ideas straight, right? Let me, let me pose this to you. In the, uh, image, in, the, in the idea of confronting the sympathizers, okay. let me pose this. The right wing tries to have it two ways. They want to be the party of Christian America, yeah. where we obey and respect the Bible. And they also want to be the party of liberty, where... We respect the First Amendment and the right to privacy, the 14th Amendment, and all these other things that we hold dear. But these two positions are directly counterposed to one another. Like, you're either led by God or you're led by law. And I, I understand that these two things are influenced by each other, but they're in so many cases directly in conflict with each other. I don't know how they, they hold those two ideas in can't their you, mind. Can't you be led by evil? Uh, yeah. Uh, but you know what? We've, we, we talked about this before I've kind of rejected the term evil recently. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. We did. The right wing does a great job of never cracking and mm-hmm. revealing their true intentions. Mm. Like you'd never catch, like, it, it, like maybe somebody like by a hidden mic mm-hmm. would somebody catch Jeff Sessions saying some disparaging comments mm-hmm. or something like that. But it's, Chosen language, en- enough enough to enough to, to create a reaction, but not but not the blatant. And, and so I'm just like, they, and they they do very good at that. It's coding. It is coding. So you think that this is like a conscious thing? That it's a kind of a deal with the devil. It's like we know that we're going to get in bed with people that we are ideologically opposed to, but we we help each other. Absolutely. Because well, I mean, um, the uh, my special lady friend, you say like mm-hmm. was like was like. Uh, Right when, right when the, right when all the uh, the election first, t- and, and like I was like some of the tactics, I, and like it was like, well, 
I was like, you know, some of these tactics, you know, I'm like, you don't, that's not the way you do it. If you want to, if you want to do some true tyranny, I'm like, you kind of, <laughs> kind of get a little slow. You know what I'm saying? It goes slow. <laughs> and she was like, and she was like, what do you mean? Like, she was like, like Germany? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, that's like how you do it. I mean, like, you got it. Like, and you don't break. You know, you don't break, and and just like like you'll be like, look at the way look at the way everybody responded from anything we were attacking them for, calm. They they were like anytime we attacked the right for it, they were calm recipients. Mm-hmm. Same message. You know what I'm saying like it's like think about for it's like it's like you've never heard one of those. Um, you haven't heard a member freak out and like call like. Maxine the N word, right? Like right. M- Mitch McConnell and Jeff Sessions, they take everything nice and slow. Exactly, nice and slow. Exactly, and that's the and like it's almost like it's it's like a tactic of business. You know what I'm saying? Like L- the the lazy river. Exactly, exactly. And so they're just better at that. They're, they're better at that. We are. So I mean, like you you can you can you can just there may be a few who have a who have an identity crisis about like that whole liberty liberty and law. But there are those who are just like it's like at the end of the day, like almost like when they're when they're just like broken to just like. Um, like to like their skeletal, you know what I'm saying? Like skeletal thoughts. They're just like, no, 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 no. We're doing this because like this is like the only way that we can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like the, it's our, the, it's our, know, it's our devil's bargain. Rizzy would talk about this. Rizzy would talk about like, yeah. like, like, off mic. They'd be like, all right, yeah, we know Benghazi's bullshit. Whoa, whoa, we know, you know <laughs> yeah, saying? right, yeah. You know what I'm saying like, uh, like, like that was the sort of thing. That's just our cudgel. That is. Yeah. So I mean, like, so let me ask you this. Here's the part that has gone unspoken thus far that still is involved in this dichotomy between who we say we are and what we really are. Family separation mm-hmm. and how completely wrong that was. I struggle, again, with the term evil because I think it allows us to vilify people to a place that is not healthy. But it, it gets pretty close. I mean, the idea that you would forcibly s- separate families and choose to prosecute what is actually a misdemeanor in terms of being a more serious crime in order to have the effect of separating families to even utilize some kind of stupid um, justification, some technicality by which it's legal, and then to justify enforcing the law with the Bible? Uh, I think, well, maybe I'm wrong about this, but it seems like that was too much for Sarah Sanders to bear because... And she's on the line for this, too, for a very similar reason. Mm, I'm glad this is all coming together because I've been dying to talk about this. What? (laughs) Okay. So Sarah Sanders took over the press office from Sean Spicer, one of the most notorious and awful liars who has ever been in that office. On day one, he started telling blatant lies in the face of everyone who was obviously able to tell that it was so. So she takes over and she has this whole folksy persona. She always talks about her own children up there. I want to wish my daughter Scarlett a happy birthday. There's no reason I should know what Sarah Sanders' daughter's name is. I would never research that. She has inserted her role as a matriarchal figure, a mother in society, to soften her message that is truly bad and horrible for the country and history. She's using this kind of maternal figure and language, couching the, 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 the spear of this administration in this motherly gauze, okay? Now, when they start separating families and we've got audio of kids screaming and border guards, ICE agents like laughing about it, making light of it. We've got images of people in emergency blankets, young boys from Central America that we've separated from. Like we start seeing horrific images 
And now they call in the reinforcements. Now Sanders isn't going to talk about it. They bring Kirsten Nielsen up there. Hmm. You don't get to have it both ways. You don't get to be America's mom on Monday and then turn your back on brown kids on Tuesday. Because there's a lot of American brown kids and moms, too, and families and dads who are watching what you're doing. People aren't stupid. I mean, I, she cannot get out of this town fast enough. I mean, what she has done to her own credibility is laughable. I mean, it, it just every day that she's here is just a staler and staler piece of that fake pecan pie that she tried to pass off as her own. I mean, the uh, <laughs> pecan pie. Get it out. <laughs> April Ryan tried to call. She was like, did you make that pecan pie? Let me see another image. She's like, let me see another angle of that. <laughs> I mean, um, credibility, credibility, schmettability. <laughs> I mean, like, does it, uh, does it, does it, is she searching for that? But you can't play the whole I'm everybody's mama role and then not talk or care about the kids. Uh, this is this is my concern. Like like, you're fo- like we're focusing on like, like how are you surprised that that's going to be her response? I'm not surprised. I'm just trying to push her out the door. Yeah, you can't do it. Like it's one thing if she had just gone up there and said, "Treat me like a professional woman. Treat me like, you know, I'm just another person here. Like I don't need to drag my own family into the narrative of the daily news briefing." That was, I thought, a strange choice for her to do, and it blew up in her face when family started to be ripped apart, obviously, at our border due to a deliberate uh, policy that they had. So, I mean, will these families ever get put back together? There are people who will forever now have lost their kids in the system of whatever – I mean, they're all over the country. These kids have been moved to New York and Virginia and Illinois and California. They've been flown around in the middle of the night. In these yeah. hooded sweatshirts and these shoes, like, you see the pictures. There have been groups out there who are going to LaGuardia Airport and all over the place to try to, like, spot kids who are being moved around. And I, in one case, there was a picture taken of a kid, and his family in Central America saw it, and they only because of Facebook and this person who was able to snap a photo randomly at an airport. I mean, these are horrific stories and the women who were busted in the heart senate office building had it exactly right because we can't say that we don't know we know now what this government is doing in our name and we can't you know somebody on twitter said why do we always have to use the nazi analogy we have enough painful history in our own country domestically but the reason why is because we fought against something. I mean, this was like a big sacrifice for our country. Yeah. So to see us turning into the thing that we fought against is so painful, um, at least to people who are paying attention and who are empathizing and empathetic with people who don't look exactly like them. I mean, why is this American ideal so fucking hard for people on the right wing to really grasp? It doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter what color you are. You can still be American. First of all, first of all, this topic makes my head hurt. You know, it's uh, okay. We can uh, move on to something no, 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 less no, no, weighty. No, if no, you want. no, 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 uh, no. Less weighty. Do you think this is going to be resolved without like a forcible remove, like a, a a forced removal? Okay. Um, you know, I, I mean, think like, there's a lot of information that could still come out any day that would be very damaging to the people who are destroying our country even, from the e- inside. Even even if even if the information comes out. Mm-hmm. Do you think he? You think you? You think he's gonna walk out? Yeah. 
You think you think you I think there's a very real possibility that if the public and the world comes to know what there is to know about the current administration and how they got to power, I think that the possibility of governing day to day will be impossible strictly because of the fury, the credibility, like it, even the popularity and the people who back this guy are still, they've always been a minority of the country. There are tricky ways that people stay in power, i.e. the electoral college, yeah, that's, the senatorial on. system. But like- There's still the, 60 million people. I, yeah, that's true. It's still a, a large number of people. But I think that given the information that could come out about shady business dealings, personal interactions, things that have been said that are on tape that have not been released yet. I just think there are tax returns. I think there are a whole range dealings with certain banks uh, that are, you know, have relations with certain Supreme Court justices who have just retired. Yeah. Yeah. There's just lots of – the Robert Mueller investigation continues to roll on without – I mean, the Manafort is in jail. Papadopoulos is going to be sentenced. There are more shoes yet to drop, and the world is unexpected and chaotic. And so – if you do not believe that the current occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania is like one for the ages, then it is very possible that developments may sweep him asunder like so many of the rest of us. I, I think I think the developments like, and this is where this is where we disagree. I think the developments may come. I think developments will be brought to light. I think they will be as alarming, if not more alarming, than what people think. I don't think. I th- I think we're going to see. I think we're really going to see the true character in terms of how he responds because I don't think we're going to be able to remove him. Mm-hmm. And I'm dead serious. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I think it's going to have to be up to him to walk. I don't think we're going to be able to. I'm thinking because like, because like, first of all, he got he frightened me early on when, we, when he was talking about. Um, remember when like if he lost, he was like like would you we're accept gonna challenge it right would you accept it you say i'll keep it suspended i was just that 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 to me was way too alarming it was, was. that whole statement i was just like no 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 no, no. that it's in itself indicates a, a bad faith actor in the democratic process and so exactly and so like and so there are enough people that will go to bat for this man and like you know what i'm saying like he could just like like say like i mean like say it's like all right all right you you've, you've got to like you've got to leave the White House, you have to leave. It's like I'm not leaving. You know what I'm saying? There's, 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 there's still a crew that would protect. You know what I'm saying? Like, not yeah. all. But there's still a crew that would protect. Yeah. Like, I actually don't think this will take place without violence. Uh-huh. I am dead serious. Right. You know? I mean, people are just like yeah. the law is gonna be dropped. Who the fuck cares? Uh-huh. Yeah. The only thing the law at this point, the, the law is a journalistic document. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's like you know what I'm saying it'll it'll be like, all right, yeah, he did this. Okay, for history, it will say he did this. But for right now, it's not gonna be enough to compel him mm-hmm. to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't like that's what that's that's what yeah. frightens me. Yeah. No, that's that's a that's a real fear. I mean, I I don't think that there's any hope necessarily of removal. Uh, that's not. No. I, I've given that up. But I I just think that. There is a for somebody who desperately wants the approval yeah. of. I mean, he know he wants to be loved. Yeah. So sometimes the result of such intense shame, the only thing you can do is go away, and that I think is our chance. That and that's a, that's a sad hope. I know. We're hoping. We're hoping. Well, we're you, hoping no, you leave. Listen, listen. listen. <laughs> you, you have to know who you're dealing with and what people's strengths and weaknesses are. Okay. So if a person's weakness is vanity like people understand all you have to do is well to curry favor with him 
you have to stroke his ego. So to defeat him, you have to crush his ego. And how do you do that? You expose the horrible things that he's... I mean, this guy has made it easy for us in a way. Yeah. And somehow the Mueller investigation continues. If that That's what would sound the five-star alarm for me, is if he fires Mueller. Or what if Mueller just gets killed? That's all, folks. Oh, hey. Uh, Where the fuck do you think we are? Yeah, but... You know what I'm saying? Like, that, everything has been out of bounds. But, yeah, um... That would also be a five-star alarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Let, me just, let me reel this back for one second. Yeah. If the Mueller investigation ends for any reason without the full exposition of what he has learned, that will be a five-star alarm. Man, I, I think this is where we are. I'm dead serious. This is where I think we are. Yeah. Um, there is no telling. You just talked about youth in cages. Yeah, I did. You know, you have to say it's, you it's just, real. You just talked about that. I don't think we are too far from actual you have to say in like removing people yeah yeah well i hope that you're wrong i, huh? ho- I hope that you're wrong I so ho- do I. I you might be right though because so do i but i'm like i'm like damn let's not be surprised i'm like i'm like uh, prepare for the worst no i understand and part of the reason that you are in the right ballpark i think is that i mean i don't want to go as far as you've just gone because that would scare me too much but that is the way it is in the rest of the world exactly um and he, probably here too. I mean, political assassination happens all over the place, but we cannot and should not accept that as I'm not accepting it as a possibility of a like. And it's it's actually interesting and germane to this conversation too because the idea that Sarah Sanders went to a restaurant in Lexington, Virginia, and was refused service. What are your thoughts about that? I, I mean, I don't. I, my girlfriend and I would argue about this all the time, uh, and I want to get back to this t- to this to this to this mullet conversation a little bit. You know, what I'm saying? my girl, my girlfriend, we argue about this because she was like, uh, "That's what the right would do." Blah blah blah. It's all this like coordinated, um, these 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 like these tactics and stuff like that. I kind of took like I was like I was like, "Have you ever been reading what what um what what Maxine Waters has been saying?" I'm like I'm like about like shame these people. I was like I was like I mean she went through the civil rights movement. I'm like she's she's seen these. You know what I'm saying, I was like you don't think that like um she hasn't like carefully considered as to what the retaliation would be. And also I was like you know what the people were who uh, 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 oh yeah the special you believe it. Yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah, was, was was saying that the the people who are who are saying let her eat. The only people that have been saying that have been white. Right. Exactly. I'm saying, let her eat. I'm just That's like pretty interesting. Exactly. So I think the missing part of the story is that the wait staff, some of whom were LGBT and people of color. Yeah, I know about that. Yeah. It was the wait staff that that told the manager, "We don't want to serve this person. We don't feel comfortable with her here." And you know, I I have to say, it shouldn't be up to the wait staff of America who feels marginalized to go and be the bigger person. It should be up to Sarah Sanders to not stand for such repugnant things and then expect to get treated like she's a civil part of society. Because people who are paying attention know that she is a totally malevolent mouthpiece of a totally malevolent administration. So I think she's going to think long and hard, or she should if she had any self-awareness, about why those people felt so threatened by her own, her, her mere presence in that restaurant. And it's not because of her ideas. It's because of her actions. Yeah. She is giving cover to a group of people that are explicitly harming people of color, LGBT 
LGBTQIA people, transgender, like all kinds of folks in society are being harmed for political gain. Yeah. And in my eyes, I mean, I'm a little bit torn about it because I believe in civility. And yet, if we're reaching this moment in our lives where we have to stand for what we believe in, <laughs> this is not just some regular person in society who wants to just go and be anonymous and have a nice meal. This is a leader who has stepped out and took taken a very public job in a very public position. So unfortunately for her, she's going to learn that a lot of the people who work in restaurants, a lot of the people who are out there in society who she's going to have to interact with, she's already hurt. I mean, the damage is done. She hurt people and now people are pissed. And now she wants to go out there and shame the restaurant. That really makes me mad. Then she, you know, that's a petulant child, childish move. The correct thing to do was, hey, everybody, like this is going to happen in my line of work. It's something that I accept as a public figure. Let's go to another restaurant and let's not make a big deal out of this. That's the correct way to handle but it. But why are we expecting her to do the correct thing? Yeah. I, I mean, I, she just, she tries again then to play the victim. So you know what? You espouse repugnant positions in a very public position. You have to go eat somewhere else. I'm sorry. You'll find somewhere else to eat and you have plenty of money. You got, you got kicked to the curb from a place that was full of people who you've already hurt. Deal with it. I, I mean, I cried zero tears for that situation. I don't think she's really crying tears either. You know, I mean, like, I, I, I think she might have had a comment. I don't, I don't think. It stung her. It st uh -huh. I guarantee you it stung her, though. When she went home that night, she had to think. Do you really think she yeah. had to think? Yeah, because it was embarrassing for her. She was with her family. She was with a group, a, a larger party, and she was. They were like, they had already been served the cheese plate, and they were like, you know what? Get it, get think, it, get I, it out. I, 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 and then I, they comped her the cheese plate too. They're like, nah, you don't even need to pay us for the cheese. Enjoy that. Hit I the road. I think we think that they. I think we think that they are. Um, they are. They are hurt easier. Uh, than they really are. Well, I, she wasn't hurt. She wouldn't have said anything about it. She would have just did, did the right thing and gone to another restaurant. did Trump restaurant. say something about it too? Yeah, they both did because they're both butt hurt. See, and it's hypocrisy at its finest. They call us snowflakes and then look what they go do. But I'm not going to get drawn into this. I'm not going to get drawn into this. And I don't like to allow people who I disagree with to set the language of the debate. And to your point earlier, I think it was very valid when you said like, it's time for us to identify who we're dealing with. Like, we'll figure out who, how to deal with them later. But, like, who are we dealing with? What are your true intentions? Like, are you somebody who stands for what a, the American ideal really is, i.e. inclusivity and pluralism? Or are you kind of just like a white nationalist, basically? So it's important to make that designation. But I also don't think you can ever stop trying to win people over from that side. Because there are people who get swept up in their, like, local familial racism and can still learn, can still see the light as they get older, as they learn more about the world and they travel. So I, th I don't think it's, I think it's productive to both fight the people who are knowingly ignorant while you remain open to changing people's minds. Like the people, the people who have the capacity to do that should. That's fine. I mean, like, yeah, and I agree there. I side along with the ideology of being prepared for a range of, for a range of possibilities. Because that's where that's that's where we, that's where we are. It's, we're far more normalized now to previously abnormal behavior. Um, yes. My fear is that the reason the reason I made those the reason I made those comments about um, 
kind of how uh, apprehensive I am about like about peace is there are parties we can't control. You know, I mean, we just we just had we just had somebody shoot up in a Jim Sin shoot a paper in Annapolis, the Capital yeah. Gazette. Yeah, we just we just had that take place. We we uh, condolences to those affected. Exactly, exactly. We we continue to see. This day, I mean, like, how the hell does Sean King have many have so many damn videos? You know what I'm saying? We continue so, so much police so, brutality. So you're, so you're like, you're like, you're like, would they would they really kill? I'm like, they're still doing it. You know, you're still doing it. So that's why I'm just like, I'm like, no, we haven't even seen how bad they can be. Because mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's and we're we're in a shitty situation because what will happen? Because any because like I mean, you you heard Maxine Waters had to cancel her shit because of death threats. Yes. You know, like, yes. that's where we're at. Yeah. She can't speak because of death threats. Right. You know what I'm saying? In she, certain places. And, and she's a bold-ass lady, and she was like, I can't do this because they're going to kill me. She got out there in L.A., though. She just gave, that's fine. gave a wonderful speech in Alabama, LA. no. I know. She said no to that, I get which it. was smart. I get so it. I'm just, so I'm just like, if I mean, like, try to use the best tactics we can to try to enlighten, diffuse, but also almost like you're dealing with a... Um, I don't know. You're like a social worker dealing with a, with a, a psychotic disorder or something like that. You know, and trying and trying to like a sociopath, someone exactly. who doesn't care about others. Exactly. Try try to do that and try to figure. You know what I'm saying, but but know that at any moment this motherfucker can go can go raw. Uh, and like that's that's the way I was way I feel like we got to deal with it because because like, I mean, you seem as you should be very broken, not broken, but very appalled by how these like how. Sanders can act and like I get that way but at this point I've accepted it she's not like she's she's not turning on me and, and I mean she's, she's not going to turn around and I just think <sighs> brought back to brought back to the original topic like knowing who <laughs> knowing knowing ourselves and knowing who they are and like they are worse than we thought <laughs> they are <laughs> And um, maybe even worse than what maybe even worse than what we imagine, uh, because then again, because you can you can you can adapt, because they can even become worse than they would have thought. They just readjust. You know what I'm saying? That's that, that's that's the way that's the way that game is played. And so we are in a um, we are in a sticky situation. I think we're gonna. I think like, I think we're gonna need. We're truly gonna need allied help. Um, I don't. I mean, I, I really do. I really do. Um, but it's kind of crazy. They're just like it's going nuts out there. You know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I mean, I, I have, I'm very, I'm very, I have talks with this, especially, especially friends of mine who, who aren't native to this country and stuff like that. And like, yeah. we have these conversations. I'm just like, I'm like, what are your, what is your plan? Um, not even, I'm not even talking about like, if you have to leave, I'm, I'm talking about what is your plan if the unrest becomes so real that you can't live your day to day life? Yeah. What, I'm like, have you considered that? I'm like, cause like think, because I, I know we we, uh, we always make our comparisons back to I hate but our comparisons back to World War Two and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But you know there were folks who were just like early on they're like this doesn't smell right. We're out. Absolutely, we're out. Yeah, we're out. Yeah. And just because you leave doesn't mean you're not going to be because we're going to because even if we leave we're still going to be like torn because our our lives are here. You know, and we're still going to have somebody who's here. It's always going to be. And, but like I was thinking about the other day, I'm like there was somebody who was just like early was like. It didn't smell right, you know, and it's just like it's like 
that person, that mother or father had that intuition, that uncle had that intuition, like, you got to get these guys, you got to get them out of here. Because mm. I haven't seen this. Or I, or I, or right. like, I saw an element of it and, I, and it blew up. So yeah. that's, that's the way I feel right now. Yeah. It's like, be aware. Absolutely. Be aware. Man. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I feel it in the streets. It, it feels very real um, for a lot of people. For a lot of people. So it's hard to know where to go, when, exactly. when to go, if you should go, if you don't go, how to resist, and, and if you resist, how to stay safe. And if you don't resist, how to live with yourself. Yeah. We're all facing a lot of conundrums, I think, in American life right now. Um, I think the people who elected Trump are also facing conundrums, but they chose the wrong path. They chose the easy route because somebody showed up who was willing to sow discord in the country. It's always been there to be exploited. Yeah. And the right wing does a great job of exploiting it. They accuse the left wing of exploiting it too. We can have a larger conversation about that. But for which party gins up more racial animus, that is not close. Yeah. And it's deeply, deeply irresponsible to do so in a society where you're protected from saying whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You just shouldn't rip the country apart. It's, it seems pretty simple. Like, you should be a unifying leader. But the people we have in there right now have chosen to rip the party apart for their own good. And it's crazy that people were so desperate and delusional that they were willing to put their faith in an obvious con man. So the question is, at what point will the bill come due? Yeah. And will it ever come due? That's kind of the essence of one thing we're talking about here. Will the bill ever come due? Like, the bill was never due for the Iraq war. Yeah. George Bush is still walking around now gaining more and more prominence because he's not DJT. Yeah. Like, but he shouldn't because that was a horrible, the worst blunder in American foreign policy and it killed hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people. It's, it affected everybody's life over there and yeah. many people's lives over here. So the bill often does not get paid in American life. You get away with a lot of this stuff. And maybe not just American life. I mean, there's a larger truth here, which is like thugs run the world. Yeah, yeah, it is. So how do you... <laughs> does the arc of... Does the long moral arc of justice, does it bend towards justice? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'd like to think it's a nice story. Um, but it looks like thugs are running the world. I think it, I think it does. I just think... I think people... You just, do. I think I think if you I think people got to well I think a pocket I think people just got to got to pivot and you know I'm saying and reset because I feel like there are pockets of the globe where people are are, are doing really positive work mm-hmm. uh, if, if, even in this country I think that just because the country falls doesn't mean doesn't necessarily mean the uh, the rest of the globe will all be in complete shambles yeah I was thinking about that it probably would be good for the rest of the world if the U S had a bunch of self inflicted L's right now. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we've been and, and we've been we've been on some level, but you know, if, if China fills the vacuum, they're not going to be any uh, more generous necessarily. Oh man, we'll, we'll, they're new. <laughs> we'll get to them. That's true. <laughs> we'll get to them. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. We'll get to them on the, on the next season. Of yeah, we, we, yeah. When they're when they're when, when they when the show is in Mandarin, when they're truly comfortable. That's that. You know what I'm saying. That's 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 when they turn up. That's when they turn up the temperature. That's so funny. I mean, like I I um we've been we've been we've been. We've been dealing with people who um, who came here from places of civil unrest. You know, what I'm saying like all the time since they were. I mean, one one person told me like, had I known, 
I never would have came. You know, I would uh, like I I thought I was escaping a situation that was that was more beneficial. Now it looks like that's not not the case. Um, there's no way for us to know. You know, I mean, you, you kind of it's just like it, you go off the vibe of PR. You know, what I'm saying you trust your instinct and stuff like that. This seems just like just like dating a woman. You know, dating a significant other. You're like I think this is gonna be the one. Then you get there, you're like, oh no. You know, what I'm saying like, wow, she burned the house down. You know, what I'm saying like, <laughs> like like or 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 he or whatever. You know, what I'm saying, but like, yeah. but I also think part of being here is 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 reinvention. I mean, think about like think about back in the day, people. You know, what I'm saying they got up and they got up and moved. There were some. There were migratory peoples. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they were like, okay, it's too hot over here. Let's go over here. So it's just like so oh, many shit, man. I, that, you know, that's what's gonna happen too. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, and like we've we've known like one land really, and visit others for vacation. Just, you know what I'm saying? But like other populations have been like, no, nah, I was here. You know what I'm saying? Then like that happened over there. You know what I'm saying? Then that revolution take place. You know what I'm saying? And like my cousin was all up in that. I couldn't be there, so I had to go here. You know what I'm saying? So like it's just like that's I think. Every element of genius is like reinvention or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say I was use use it like reinvention, but like the ability to recognize when a situation is is too perilous and for you to need to move and try to, I mean, cause especially if you have loved ones and stuff like that. I mean, there's a, there's a way to engage to, to try to preserve um, what you built, but if it but if the situation is going to be too toxic for all parties, you're know saying for all parties, it's move move on and like and then yeah but you have to maybe maybe have to move on just like others did and accept a lesser form of life you're know saying like like where where whatever we were doing is not gonna we're not gonna be able to do it you know but we can we can exist you know what I'm saying may not even have the same rights but it's but it's like our head's not gonna be in a stick or mm-hmm. something like that and and I, I, I'm just I mean like I know this is like yeah you 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 came I mean on Sunday morning you spoke to the guy not with the sunniest disposition but I mean like I don't know I mean like I. Shit, I mean, I did get a degree in history, you know. Right. I mean, like, I did. Yeah, you know and like, and the one thing, I, one thing I read about was just, I was, I was just like, I noticed how, I noticed the rise and falls of, of, of some of these places. I'm like, and as you know, like, nations' identities change. You know, I mean, like, they really do. And so, people need to be, you know, what I'm saying people need to be prepared for when things go a different way. Mm. Um, and I guess some will never believe it. And will still even be doubting it, even even after it's already taken place. And it was mm-hmm. like it wasn't really what it was. And, and, and some will recognize it, and um, and will try to make the mo- try to make the most out of the situation. But I mean, like it's Sunday. Uh, I mean, <laughs> may God help us all. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's it's up to all of us to figure out when, when things get too raw, what we're gonna do about it, um, how we're gonna stand and fight, and if we're not, how we're gonna live with ourselves. So I wish everybody else luck. I wish you luck. Stay safe out there. We'll need it. Thank you. (laughs) Madcap.